After years of burnishing his credentials as a conservative hardliner, Congressman Jim Jordan is trying to win over the moderate Republicans who potentially could be key to winning the House speakership. Our congressional correspondent, Lauren Fox, has a closer look at the powerful lawmaker with his eyes on the gavel. And look, I like the job I got now. I never wanted to do this job, but someone has to. Um, who can, who can bring the team together. Jim Jordan, once a thorn in the side of GOP leaders, now vying to lead them as House Speaker, after Kevin McCarthy was booted from the role. I disagree with, you know, what, what took place, but those guys are friends of mine. The Ohio congressman, the chairman of the powerful Judiciary Committee. Everyone knows the fix is in. And known for his aggressive pursuit of an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. This inquiry is so darn important. It boosted his authority within the GOP conference and earned him the endorsement of Donald Trump. Jordan voted against certifying the 2020 election, despite no evidence of widespread fraud. Americans instinctively know there was something wrong with this election. And was involved in conversations with the White House around the time of January 6th, including a 10-minute call with the then-President Trump the morning of the attack. Uh, I talked to the president a couple times that day, but I don't remember the times. Kevin McCarthy nominated him to the January 6th committee, but then House Speaker Nancy Pelosi rejected him, and he later defied a subpoena from the committee to testify. Committee co-chair Liz Cheney has criticized Jordan's run for speaker. If the Republicans decide that Jim Jordan should be the Speaker of the House, there would no longer be any possible way to argue that a group of elected Republicans could be counted on to defend the Constitution. Prior to his time in Congress, Jordan served as an assistant coach for Ohio State's wrestling program, coming under fire after several former wrestlers claimed Jordan knew about the sexual abuse allegations involving team doctor Richard Strauss. In 2020, six former wrestlers told CNN they were present when Jordan heard or responded to sexual misconduct complaints about the doctor. Oh, he, he heard what I said. Jordan has emphatically denied he knew anything about Strauss's abuse when he worked at OSU between 1987 and 1995. Strauss died by suicide in 2005. Look, if I'd have known there was some kind of problem, some kind of abuse, I'd have, I'd have helped out our, our athletes. What they're saying is just not true. An independent report found Strauss sexually abused at least 177 male student patients, but did not specifically name Jordan or any wrestling coach at Ohio State, just that 22 coaches were, quote, aware of rumors or complaints about Strauss. On Capitol Hill, Jordan made a name for himself during the Benghazi hearings. Where'd the false narrative start? Started with you, Madam Secretary. But he also gained a reputation as an agitator for party leaders. As a founding member of the House Freedom Caucus, he was part of the group that often tangled with then-Speaker John Boehner, prompting Boehner to later call him a legislative terrorist. Now, Jordan says as Speaker, he's the one that will be able to reunite his deeply divided party. I think I can do that. If I didn't think I could do that, I wouldn't run. Lauren Fox, CNN, Capitol Hill. Warren Fox, thank you very much for that report. Let's get some analysis right now from our political experts. And Gloria Borger, I'll start with you. Jordan could go from being an election denier and someone once called a legislative terrorist to actually leading the House Republicans. What's your thought? 
Well, my thought is what we're seeing occur is a campaign conversion. You know, here is somebody who was the head of the rigged election caucus who now is trying to convince moderate Republicans that he's the guy to reach across the aisle when deals need to be done, who can deal uh, with moderates and uh, be a grown-up leading the Republicans in the House of Representatives. And anybody who's known Jim Jordan knows that he is known for being an outside agitator. So now the agitator wants to go inside. I mean, he could potentially win because the gang of eight will probably support him, the ones who voted against McCarthy. But we really have to see how those moderates go and how other Republicans go after his long history uh, working uh, outside the caucus, really. Scott Jennings, uh, will Jim Jordan's controversial past hurt House Republicans in competitive races if he were to be elected Speaker of the House? I don't really think so. I actually don't think most Americans uh, care all that much who the Speaker of the House is, as much as they care about what the House is doing and what uh, results they're getting on legislation and, and their priorities. Uh, I will tell you, I just having talked to a few members uh, over the last couple of days, it feels like Jordan's got some momentum here. Uh, I was even talking to a, a member uh, who told me that he's uh, currently for Scalise, but would also be fine with Jordan. So you can see there's some uh, overlap between the two guys right now. I don't know really who's ahead. Uh, and I think a lot of members are waiting to hear about uh, their pitches next week. But obviously, Jordan's come on strong. Uh, and one person even told me today that uh, he thought Jordan over the last couple of years had matured, that he wasn't quite the agitator uh, that he had been, that he's trying to be a broader uh, voice within the conference. So I'm interested to see how it plays out. Whoever gets it, Wolf, these rules that they have to exist under, if they're the same as the ones Kevin McCarthy did, they're going to have as miserable a ride as he did. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Bakari... Uh, Bakari Sellers is with us as well. Is there a political benefit potentially for Democrats as they try to retake the House of Representatives in being able to run against, let's say, Jim Jordan as the House Speaker, similar to what Republicans did with Nancy Pelosi? Well, I, I don't know about if, if that comparison is fair, but your question is definitely fair. I mean, look, I, I think that most people realize that the odds are that you're going to have a Speaker Jeffries. Uh, next November. I think people realize that. And the reason because Democrats are able to go out and articulate a message, jobs report, we're able to articulate a message about the economy growing. We're able to focus on issues that really, really matter to the American public. And you know what <laughs> Republicans mean today to the American public? Chaos. Whether or not Jim Jordan's elected or Steve Scalise is, is elected, or even if you have uh, uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick McHenry that's elected, that's chaos. Next week is going to be full of chaos for the Republican Party. And Democrats actually represent somebody who is about your bottom line and who can make sure that your pockets are sound and that the economy is growing. Look, we're not going to get involved in the chaos that is the Republican Party. I, I admonish any Democrat that wants to get involved in that race. Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise, Donald Trump, whoever it may be. The fact is that party has not been able to prove they can lead, and that is the major issue that they have going into the next election. You know, and I'll add one thing, Wolf, that I think ahead. Donald Trump trying to get involved in one way or another doesn't necessarily well, help uh, Jim Jordan at all. I think, you know, Donald Trump getting involved, this is a personal race. This is about people going to Jim Jordan and saying, what are you going to do and what are you going to do for me? These are very insular races. And Donald Trump trying to play kingmaker doesn't necessarily work for Jordan at all. 
Let me get Scott Jennings to weigh in. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I, I'm just to respond to Bakari's idea that Democrats aren't going to get involved in this race or weigh in on it or be worried about whether the House is going to be run by somebody who can work across the aisle. Democrats have already gotten involved. Every Democrat voted to throw out Kevin McCarthy, who had just proven that he could work with Democrats to keep the government open, who is the one person who had proven over time that he was willing to talk to moderates and conservatives in his conference. And he was a governing type of Republican. Now we're guaranteed to get somebody who's going to have to make a bunch of harder edge promises. Yes, eight Republicans voted to throw out McCarthy, but every Democrat did. And I actually don't think they thought through the consequences of their actions. The promises that will have to be made to become the next speaker are going to be not acceptable to Democrats. And they may want to have chaos for the next year and a half, but I would submit that's not good for the American people. All right, guys, thank you this very, very much. Uh, oh. We'll continue this conversation down the road.